Welcome to Dads of the Kingdom. Uh, we're glad you came back for the very first episode. Again, I am Terry. And I am John. Uh, we are so happy to have you guys listening to us. You know, the first thing we want to do is really talk about why Disney? Uh, why do we want to talk about it? What do we love about it? And, and maybe build some, uh, some equity with you guys and why you should come back every week. We know we're excited about Disney, and uh, we we know there's a lot of other podcasts out there, but um, we want to provide that different perspective, especially as as dads who have grown up uh, with Disney ourselves and, and and raising children that have the same passions. I got bit by the Disney bug early, you know, and, and even though from a family perspective, you know, we we probably shouldn't have went as many times as we did. You know, my parents brought us down. Uh, a handful of times when I was younger, we would drive down from Chicago and, um, you know, either borrow my, my grandparents, uh, uh, van at the time. It wasn't a minivan. They had uh, full size vans back then or, or Jeep. And uh, we would drive down and, uh, spend some time off site. But, um, you know, that, that got me, uh, hooked, uh, on, on the, the content and, um, everything else that they shared. So, um, you know, I spent, spent a good time, uh, uh, full as a full-time cast member as well and uh it's it, it's always great to be a part of the magic inside and out uh but you know as our kids have grown up we we moved to various places around the country and i, I tell you this is this is one of the better vacations that that we take we always come back uh, in fact we we even invested into the disney vacation club so it's it's just a great, great thing to be able to talk to your family about. Uh, that's that's not controversial. It's not it's not challenging, but it always goes back to those family values that that we had when we were kids. For me, interestingly enough, I never went to Disney as a kid. First time I went was in two thousand five. Uh, my wife, then girlfriend at the time, um, we got our student loan money thought, hey, let's go to Disney and blow all our student loan money on uh, a trip to Disney. So that's what we did. Um, Terrible investment in that money, because now we're obviously paying it 10 years later. But um, that was our first experience, and uh, we loved it. I mean, right away from the whole the Magical Express, going from the airport to the park and and the resort we stayed at, the very first resort we stayed at was Animal Kingdom Lodge. you know, and like John, ultimately we we invested in DVC because we saw that we're going to be coming back many times, multiple times a year for for years to come. Nice. So I think we'll we'll have parts of those uh, parts of those points in every episode to where we we really focus on on why Disney and, and what what drives us to, to go back, but we'll also try to include. Uh, some some news and and tips uh, and travel tips. My wife is a is a travel agent uh, so she books a lot of disney travel um but then uh you know we're, we're closer to the magic now than we've been in a long time uh, and uh um, we'll try to add in some some flavor as far as what's going on locally yeah you know i think that's one of the the better parts of being a local is you're kind of right there with your kind of the, the hand on the pulse and, and seeing the, the changes live as they go right yeah, most of the times. I think that that's what we missed about being away is that, is that uh, we didn't have that, that instant fix, uh, but we also had to wait in, in longer lines. Uh, now we, we, we can figure out the, the patterns and the trends uh, based off the weather, uh, which, is, which is a good thing to do. Yeah, I don't know. You know, this is one of the interesting things. And this is something that I want to talk about a little bit later, but is as a local, 
it seems like there really isn't a slow time for you guys to go anymore. There isn't. With Disney adding so many other um, campaigns and focus uh, uh, opportunities, uh, th- there's there, there's people that come down uh, many times of the year. So you know we have to time it, but you know there's different times of day that that work better than others. Sure. Um, so let's just jump right into it, John. How about uh, we start with the news? That sounds great. That sounds great. Um, one of the biggest headlines that we have now uh, is flower and garden festivals happening down here in, in Florida, and um, that that's that, that's going to run until uh, May thirtieth, I believe, uh, which which is a great event. Uh, we went there earlier this week, and uh, the the flowers nice. are great in bloom and everything else. So. Um, that's that's a huge piece this year. There's some changes uh, that that are there, um, but uh, but overall, still still some of the traditions kind of hang on from from year to year. So, John, did the whole family make it out? Yes, yes, um, uh, and you know the, the the great thing about being local is that you have some annual pass uh, uh, opportunities as well. They're handing away, uh, giving out some some. Uh, pictures and, and cells now for for annual pass holders oh nice yeah this is one of the things that i i find interesting about uh or i have an interest in learning more about the food and wine festivals your girls uh how do they experience it and what is it that they like to do during food and wine well for the food and wine um yeah, so the food and wine is actually later in the year. Flower and gardens a little bit different ah. for, for for them. They uh, yes. they they enjoy the scenery, especially um, you know just going through uh, to, to to world uh, world gateway there, um, the gateway to the world there, um, right after Spaceship Earth. They like seeing all the flowers and some of the topiaries, but it really is those uh, those. Uh, the the topi areas and the scenes that that Disney creates with them that that uh, makes them that makes them want to see the the rest around the countries. Have you been down here for so, for a flower and garden? You know, so the very first talking about the very first time we went to Disney, uh, the very first time we went to Disney, we actually were there during the flower and garden, but had no idea what it was. <laughs> so we were just stumbling through Epcot, and we we're like, oh wow, look at all these beautiful topi areas. I wonder. I bet they're here all the time, but obviously not. Well, so, some of them stick around, but but uh, as far as the flowers blooming and stuff, it doesn't it doesn't make them very far. So. Uh, I saw some pictures of Flower Garden where they were doing the topiaries that light up at night. Did you guys take it? Did you see that? We haven't seen those yet, but uh, we saw seen some of the pictures that that are posted in the Disney Parks blog for it. They look very cool. Yeah, I think you know. That would be a really different experience at night than during the day. I mean, midday, the sun beating on you, it, it kind of washes out the colors a little bit. But I think it, I bet at nighttime, it's it's really something to look at. Yeah, we'll have to get back to see that. I know uh, we have some plans to go to go back here uh, either this weekend or early next week. Nice. So let's talk about uh, Animal Kingdom for a second. Jumping into my news piece. Um, they released uh, on Disney Parks blog. If you guys haven't had a chance to look, they released a little video with uh, kind of the Imagineers talking about the changes coming to Animal Kingdom. Um, you know, for me, Animal Kingdom has always been an all-day park. It's one of it's my second favorite park next to Magic Kingdom. Um, me and my wife, when we went, we would spend all day there because I think if you take advantage of all the shows and attractions that are 
at Animal Kingdom, it really is an all-day park. Um, but some of the big things, obviously, is the River of Lights. Uh, Pandora is getting worked on. Uh, they have a new restaurant with Tiffin's opening up this summer. Um, they're doing this whole nighttime experience now, which if you haven't been to Animal Kingdom at night, it really is a completely different park when it's lit up for nighttime. Have you been, John? I have. I have. It's it, it's going to be cool. The, that Rivers of Light is supposed to premiere on uh, April 22nd. So um, I'm hoping... Hoping there will be some opportunities for us to go, but it's it, it is a, a much different park uh, when when the lights come up and if you can stay stay past that. Some of the animals may not be out at that point, but but it, it, it's just a a much quieter place and uh, it, it, get, it brings you back to nature and um, uh, you know the time yeah. together you can spend with your family. Yeah, absolutely, and it's. Again, going back to just the experience of Animal Kingdom at night, you know, they they have those strings of lights that are just kind of open bulbs that are not really covered with anything, like along the walkways. Um, and I'm thinking of walking towards, from Africa, walking towards uh, Mount Everest. Yeah. It's just, a, it's so beautiful, and it's a completely different experience. Um, I know it's few and far between right now when they have those extra magic hours past dark. Uh, and they have some special events, but um, I really can't wait to experience a lot of those new things at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, they they sound pretty cool. In fact, there's a there's going to be some more uh, lights and stuff around um, around Discovery Island there, and and the Tree of Life. Um, the safaris are supposed to um, be more of a nighttime adventure as well. Um, from what what I saw on the Disney Parks blog, uh, they're going to be adding um, some safaris at night, and uh, they'll you know they'll they'll have it going into the sunset and uh, focus on uh, hyenas and the African dogs, uh, wild dogs, and and um, during the, the safaris. So that should that should be pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's going to be such a cool experience. I know. Um, the safari ride is obviously one of the biggest attractions there next to Everest. Uh, and to be able to get on there at night and kind of experience the savannah at sunset um, with the hyenas. And I can just imagine the sounds that we're going to hear and the painted dogs. I think that's going to be such a fun experience for, for the whole family. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because they have a, they also have a uh, resort night safari at uh, the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, as well, um, I think they're changing the name to that, the Starlight Safari, or, or, or something like that. Um, but you get to wear night goggles and stuff to kind of see the animals a little bit better. I wonder if they're going to actually bring that into the park as well at some point. Oh wow, well, yeah, you know, I've, I've done the, not the Sunset Safari or, or Starlight Safari, but uh, if you stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge at nighttime, you can go out and kind of explore the, the resort there. And in one of the stations they have set up. They had one of the kind of local cast members uh, would let you stand there and give you a pair of night vision goggles to look out onto the little savanna uh, behind Animal Kingdom Lodge. And it is such a fun experience. Uh, again, I think it's one of those experiences that no matter the age of your children, that it's just going to be something fun for everybody to do. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we, we've seen we've seen the animals um, at night there. We've stayed there a couple times and... It's just a beautiful place. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, 
not to go off a tangent about Animal Kingdom Lodge, but, um, you know, it's our home resort being DVC members. Uh, when you walk into the lobby, it's such a grand experience. You have the high ceiling and the, the shield chandeliers that hang down. And, and one of the things I think that really stands out is the smell. I mean, you walk in there and you smell Boma as soon as you walk in and it's, it, it just feels like I'm home. It's true. And it's such a huge place. We've, we've stayed there a couple of times and you never know where your room, your room's going to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, don't get stuck way at the end of one of those little walkways. Cause it's going to take a, it's going to take like 15, 20 minutes just to get to Mara. It's true. But you're probably walking off that Disney ice cream bar that you've been eating, so it's okay. Well, you know, somebody's got to eat those. They, you know, if nobody eats those, then uh, then, then yeah, they're they're out a lot. So you have to help them out there. That's right. It's wasteful to not eat those kids. So eat as many as you can. <laughs> That's right. Uh, speaking of those Mickey Premium bars, my wife and our little girl, who's who's only 14 months, so she's already been to Disney once. She's going, but we're going back uh, this summer. But she got to try a Mickey Premium Bar for the first time last week, and uh, obviously she couldn't get enough of it. She thought it was the greatest thing in the world. So nice, nice. Yeah, that, the kids just had one. We had a, there was a DVC uh, party actually at the Magic Kingdom. They uh, they had the Magic Kingdom uh, just for DVC members, and one of the treats that they provided was were, were Mickey bars or Mickey ice cream sandwiches, and. Myself, I went for the sandwich, but the, but, but the girls uh, and my wife went for uh, went for the Mickey bars. Yeah, it's always a favorite of theirs. Yeah, I'm definitely a Mickey premium bar guy. The, the sandwiches, I don't know. I feel like you have to eat the ears. That, that, that really sells the experience. It's true. Well, and, and you know the the sandwiches, the, the, the ice cream, it stays pretty pretty frozen for, for quite a while. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I have sensitive teeth, so that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sp- speaking of frozen, um, it transitioned into the to another um, another news item is uh, frozen games are actually coming to Disney's Blizzard Beach uh, this summer. Uh, so there there's going to be some uh, uh, opportunities to 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 experience the frozen um, the frozen. Uh, uh, brand uh, even at even at the water parks. Um, there's going to be a team Kristoff and a team Olaf, um, uh, where where you compete in a, in a variety of, of um, uh, frozen related items such as uh, ice pail relays, snow, uh, snowball toss, ski pole limbo, and, and slide races. Uh, the kids I think would love it, but you know for me, um, I don't go to the water parks too much, uh, so. <laughs> So I'm not quite sure if this is going to be a huge draw for me, but I know the kids uh, kids are going to uh, love to to even go to that, especially with uh, the Frozen tie-in. Oh, yeah. I have my Speedos on right now, just waiting in anticipation. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> uh, you know, that, I think that's great. I think the water parks are kind of the, the forgotten child of, of Disney World. Or, uh, we love Typhoon Lagoon. We've been there numerous times. Uh, we've only been to Blizzard Beach once. It wasn't... At the time, it didn't feel like the park for us or the water park for us, if, especially if it's your your water park day, if it's your fifth day of, of being down at, at the at Disneyland or Disney World and you're looking for something to do. Um, Typhoon Lagoon just had more stuff, I felt, for me and my wife to do at the time. Um, the wave pool, I think, is one of the best experiences. Uh if you're just paddling along the water and certainly the horn goes off and everybody screams and heads the other direction, it's, 
it's so much fun it is it is like i said i I think I think for me I, wa- I like watching the uh, the craziness that ensues, but but I'll uh, I'll sit on the side and watch it rather yeah. than <laughs> rather than taking part in myself. So. Yeah, we uh, we love it when we're we're going down when we go back down in June. We'll have our little girl with us who in June she'll be about 15, 16 months, and uh, yeah. we plan on taking her to Typhoon Lagoon and kind of just sitting at the very edge of the uh the wave pool just to let her kind of experience that she's a she's a water baby she loves the water baby the water so i think that's gonna be a ton of fun nice nice cool um so frozen i think going in segueing into another frozen piece is obviously i think a lot of people already know about uh norway pavilion at epcot and the going away of maelstrom to make room for the new frozen ride um, John, how do you feel about this? Did you like Maelstrom? Do you are you shedding a tear for it, or how do you feel? You know, I'm not the one to ask about it, so you know we probably should bring in somebody else to have that conversation with you. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not quite sure. I, I I'm lamenting the loss of uh, of um, Maelstrom. Uh, well, I definitely liked it, but um, I think it was due for an upgrade. My challenge though is is that it it just Frozen is not part of Norway. It was part of uh, it was part of a movie. So, <laughs> so it just it's just different from from everything else that is out there. Um, however, I am excited about what you know what Disney ends up doing with with that attraction. So um, you know, even if it doesn't fit within the country um, theming, it it, uh, it, it is going to be a great um, a great addition to to the park itself. Um, they really haven't had you know, huge, uh, huge changes in some of the attractions, especially in the countries area. How about yourself? Yeah, you know, um, uh, yeah, uh, Maelstrom was not a ride that we did very often. Um, it was more like if it's a hundred degrees outside and we need a break from the heat, let's go do Maelstrom real quick and cool off for a second. Um, I feel like that is what it was for a lot of people. Um, I kind of agree that it doesn't necessarily fit with kind of the theming of World Showcase of being kind of cultural experiences from those countries. Um, But I I like that Disney is trying to interject, inject some new life into World Showcase. Yeah, and I think it's it's much needed to get to get the younger kids back there. I know it's um, it's one of those those crazes that kind of took off and. And people are still looking forward to, but you know what? We'll, we'll have to see how, how it goes. And uh, uh, the frozen craze has has kind of tempered here, uh, so it's it's not as as robust as it once was. So you're not seeing it around every corner, but it, it's becoming an important part of of what Disney is delivering. So speaking of that, John, were your girls? Did they get into Frozen? They did a little bit. They still like they still like the the, the characters and the uh, the, the storyline. They they watch it pretty frequently, but they uh, um, they weren't as crazed as as my uh, my niece uh, who, who is four. Um, uh, so she she loves it. She'll go around singing the songs and everything else. But um, you know that ours are our, our children are a little bit older, so they uh, they didn't get into it as much as 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 a younger one did. Yeah. So me and your niece have something in common because I go around singing the Frozen song. So. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, our daughter watches Sophia the First. Um, yes. She, 
has recently got into that show. Um, I, I know being 14 months old, she probably shouldn't be watching too much TV, but um, there was an episode where Olaf was on the show with Sophia and she finds Olaf hysterical. Um, that is the snowman, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he is hysterical. I mean, yeah. you know, even when he loses it, you know, his, his nose, it, it, it's even funny. <laughs> yeah. So she, he comes on the screen and she lights up, she gets the biggest smile. So, um, I'm looking forward to try to get her to see some of the frozen stuff around the different parks and, and kind of experience it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. She, she'll, she'll like it. I, I think that that's the interesting thing about, about that ride and some of the other things that they're putting in is that, you know, it's never just for the little kids. It's for a wider audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so staying at Epcot, let's talk about Soren and kind of the addition they're doing and the changes they're doing. Yeah, so the um, I, I think it's I think it's important that that they're they're adding that. You know, I remember the first time I rode soaring was actually out in California, and it made a lot of sense there. Um, I, I think when they brought it here, uh, you know, it was already already in need of some some help, especially from the video. But uh, it, it it's one of those attractions where we try to hit if we can get a fast pass forward or or the line is is reasonable we try to hit it every time um that that up that 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 change in the sequence is 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 definitely going to be uh appreciated um what are you looking forward to with the changes um i'm hoping with the additional theater that's going to reduce the line the queue um we only do soaring well we have only done soaring we had fast passes we had never stood standby and i just I was flabbergasted when you go and you're walking towards Soren and they have that digital board right there um, in Epcot and it shows you the wait time for Soren. And it was regularly 120, 180, 220 minutes. Um, and you know, I think one of the great things about Soren is it's accessible for everybody. There's not a barrier of entry for it. All ages all walks of life can jump on Soren, have a great experience. And, and I get that. And that's kind of the appeal of it and why the queues are always so long. Um, so I think twofold adding the additional theater, I think will help more people experience Soren. And then I think changing the movie and making it Soren around the world really makes sense for a more global experience. And, and maybe Disney can tie in some of their properties around the world. So I think it's all around a win for Epcot. Yeah, I remember sitting through uh, sitting through some other uh, videos of uh, of what's going on around the company, and you know, just just the you know they they always say that the the sun doesn't set on the Disney Empire, and you know, I'm hoping that they bring in more uh, of that type of uh, visuals because it's just incredible the the. The landscape that 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 they cover, uh, uh, literally and figuratively. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Um, I think Epcot. You know, there's so much going around, uh, going on around Walt Disney World with all the new attractions coming to Hollywood Studios, the additions at Magic Kingdom, uh, Animal Kingdom, getting so many new upgrades. I think Epcot really is the next place after these new sections of parks open that Disney needs to focus some of their energy just to kind of get people back in to Epcot. Exactly. Yeah. I think that that's, uh, um, 
that's an area that you know like we talked before about you know frozen may not be the the best in because it doesn't align with the 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 country theming but uh to bring people back into that 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 great park it you know that that's been one of my wife's and, and mine uh my uh, my personal favorites for a long time it's an area we can go and walk around and enjoy everything but you know having that area uh mirror some of the success of the countries is, is going to be is going to be a huge win for for disney yeah absolutely um so john do you have any other news you want to talk about i think the only other news that i had um and you know i, I can never find it when you want it yeah um, is disney springs uh i think the 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 great thing is that many of the restaurants are open uh, at Disney Springs, and uh, you know they're they're still building, uh, but but the progress is is coming along uh, quite well. Uh, you know, if you go on a Disney Disney Parks blog, uh, they even talk about the uh, the story behind the water tower, and mm-hmm. you know, there's a story for everything at, at Disney, and and I think that that's that's something to get excited about. Uh, is are the stories uh, that, that that are told for any of the openings or any of the restaurants that are there? Um, they're trying to bring that family environment back to uh, back to even that uh, Disney Springs area, former Downtown Disney, former Pleasure Island. You name it, we've been there. So <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's going to be really really good to see uh, as that as that finalizes and kind of um, uh, builds out uh, out out there for the long term. Yeah, I got one word for you for Disney Springs. More emotions. I can't wait. It looks cool. I, I'm excited about uh, about going there. Um, my wife and I have tried to yeah, see, see see when we can get in, <laughs> and uh, n- nothing yet. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we plan on going in June and checking it out. Uh, I'm so excited about it. I think it's it's such a cool restaurant to have at Disney Springs. It feels so outside the box of what Disney was doing for a long time, um, at, specifically at Downtown Disney, now Disney Springs. Um, so I, I really love it. They're trying to bring locals back. They're trying to bring more people to, to Disney Springs and experience it. And like you said, there's a story behind everything at Disney World. And I think Disney Springs is going to help people realize that there's more than just stores and restaurants that this place was designed with that that disney magic and and there's a story behind everything and and go check those videos out if you haven't on the disney parks blog um because i know sometimes we go to disney and it's all about getting from one ride to the next and we're not stopping to kind of smell the roses as it were and and i think disney springs is going to be another place that we're going to get more story it's true, yeah, and, and that story just continues to grow. So I'm hoping that 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 construction dies down a little bit because it is a is a little bit of a mess, but but yes. but it, it it should be worth it in the long run. Yeah, I think so. Um, so let's get right into our around the world for Disney topics. Um, my first around the world is Disney recently announced their single day price increases and kind of tiered pricing throughout the year initial thoughts john i i think it's it's a trend that that we you know we kind of saw coming it uh it's it's balancing the expectations you know they they do something similar with the dvc points to where it is more expensive to stay in the weekends 
and you know they've Definitely. they've made some changes to it over the time. Um, I, I also think that it's it, it's a it's a good way to balance out uh, the park attendance at times, uh, but but uh, provide uh, new things. You know, the new Fantasyland uh, was a great opportunity uh, for for Disney to grow, and you know with some of the increases, you know unfortunately the, those are the type of things that from a business it, it just makes sense. Yeah, you know, and I think you hit it on the head is, is talking about attendance. You know, there used to be very noticeable slow times at Disney, kind of the down season times. Um, early part of January was one of the times we used to love going because there was a noticeable decrease in attendance in that time. But it's just not that way anymore. I think Disney is is appealing to so many more people now that everybody is wanting to go and and I think, I know people see, oh, Disney's raising prices. Well, you have to understand that they have to do something so that when we go, we don't feel like we're jammed in there. We can't experience the things that we want to experience. And we're, we're leaving Disney less fulfilled than we used to be. So I think they have to be proactive and do something to help alleviate some of that attendance so that when we go, we're getting those magical experiences and we're getting everything we want while we're there. It's true, and, and and I think that 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 allows Disney to grow into the future. You know, they they are usually the leaders when it comes to you know, some of the the, the, the changes um, uh, in in entertainment at the theme parks. You know, they have the top five theme parks in the U.S., and um, this just helps them helps them get there. You know, if 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 you want to enjoy it, that kind of helps helps them um, balance some some of their future offerings. Uh, and I think that that's that, that's to our advantage as well as theirs. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely it is. You know, and as they're adding more things, the appeal is going to broaden. More people are going to want to come, and and it's just going to make the parks a little bit more crowded. Um, I think expectation is going to have to change a little bit uh, as a consumer going into Disney, and for Disney as a company trying to meet that demand. Um, and I think you know they're moving in a positive direction. I know people kind of get worked up a little bit when they say, Oh, Disney's raising their park tickets, but you know, it's, it's just a single day park ticket. Um, I think those count for less than 10% of their overall sales. Most people don't buy single park, single day park tickets. Um, so this doesn't affect a big wide audience, but you know, I think it's something that's inevitable. The cruise lines have been doing this since day one. So it's not anything new to Disney. No, it's not. And, you know, to your point, it's it's a single day park tickets. And, you know, my wife has pointed out to a few of the, the guests that, that she helps out that, you know, th- their packages aren't going to aren't necessarily going to change. Disney still packages stuff together so that you uh, you have a great experience while you're there. And most of the times those, those vacations or trips are are, you know, days long. Uh, yeah. In fact, I remember seeing a, a travel study somewhere where it's, it takes you three days out of the five to seven that, that you're on vacation to really get into vacation mode. Mm-hmm. So if it takes you that long, uh, you know, that price increase is not going to impact you because you're going to, you're going to be around for a little bit longer. Yeah. You know, I don't, in all these times that we've been going to Disney, I don't think we've ever bought a single day park ticket. We always buy multi-day park tickets. And again, Disney packages that to be very appealing. So then if you're buying four days, you might get the fifth day free. Or if you buy five days, you get access to the water parks. So again, this I think this affects so few of the Disney consumers, so, such a few amount of Disney consumers that it's 
it's not going to price people out of not being able to experience Disney. But again, it, it potentially opens that doorway for Disney to start alleviating some of the the attendance numbers. It's true. It's true. That's a good point. So, John is talking about our Disney download. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Did you have around and around the web that you want to share? Yeah, I think the only thing that that we have is that you know when we went to the Flower and Garden uh, Festival, not the Food and Wine, because that's not that's later. Food. Yeah, um, when we went to the Flower and Garden, um, you know, w- w- my wife would definitely tweet about uh, some of the uh, some of the things happening there, and and um, we we found that the the Disney had is using either the hashtag or the username WDW today uh, down in Florida. So you know, you know if you're down visiting the parks and um, and you want to get you want to get connected with that. You know, WDW today uh, is is definitely a good way to to use Twitter um, to kind of get 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 that a little bit further. In fact, uh, the the WDW today uh, Twitter account actually liked uh, one of the posts that my wife put out there. But you know, they have a staff that's constantly monitoring uh, those type of things. Nice. Yeah. What was the tweet? Do you remember? Was it? I don't. <laughs> it was a picture. It was a picture of one of the uh, the topiaries. Um, uh, I think it was a butterfly, possibly. But um, she was excited about it. They, like I said, they do a great job of of monitoring that account and and watch for things that that are said. They they can't get everyone, uh, but 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 they do they do watch it and and then uh, um, watch for 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 great things connected to it. I think you know the advice I would give there is is not only just say something and say something nice, but but uh, go ahead and put in a, a picture or something something else in there to represent what what what's going on because that's um, that's just a, uh, another way to tell that story of why you're there and what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you have to. I think the thing is, if you're going to tweet that stuff live at the parks, uh, let's make it something positive. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I think that you know that, that's that's another reason why you and I talked about doing this podcast is you know there are so many opportunities to um, criticize a business or, or whatnot, but you know, it, it, there's this is an opportunity to, to to focus on that that positive aspect, and um, we'd encourage you, you all to do the same thing. Absolutely, and you know I think uh, again, John and myself, we go to Disney a lot. We we love the experience. Um, we share it with our families. Uh, I personally have taken many family members there. I, me and my wife got married there. So I think you have to go into it understanding that there's going to be some wait times. There's going to be some downtime. Um, but if you come in with a positive attitude and really trying to experience the stories that Disney is trying, trying to tell you and, and, and taking advantage of everything, not just the rides. Don't just go from ride to ride. Take the time to, to look at the windows and read the names on the windows. There's so much history and story there. And, and I think if you if you spend time doing that, you're going to have a much more positive experience. It's true. It's true. Yeah, we, we find ourselves doing that every time. That's that's why we wanted to move closer to the magic and, um, and, and be a part of it a little bit more frequently. That's That's been my my place to go to get, get out of the craziness of, of everyday life. Absolutely. So, John, let's talk about our Disney download. This segment is all about incorporating everything that Disney does, from movies to television to books to music to interactive experiences. John and I are going to pick some items that really stand out to us and share them with you guys. Then, ultimately, we'd like you guys to share them back with us. Um, John, would you like to go first? Sure. Yeah, we we actually just saw Zootopia. 
Uh, oh, nice. Did you what did you think? It? We liked it. We, we thought it was funny and uh, had some good moments in it. Um, the, the characters thought were pretty well developed uh we always hope that the best scenes aren't given away in the in the trailers and the preview but um you know there are some good surprises in in this movie and you know our 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 children even though they're a little bit older uh they still really really enjoyed the uh, the the plot lines uh for for the whole thing so have you seen that yet i have not um you know it's it, when the previews came out, I have to admit, I wasn't blown away. It, it didn't jump out to me like, oh, I need to go see that right away like a lot of Disney animation does. Yeah. Um, but I'm hearing some very good things about it. It's it's not what you think it is. It's about kind of breaking away from, from stereotypes. So I'm really interested in it now. So I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it, 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 uh, it was a different twist than, than what we thought. In fact, uh, yeah, at the Disney Hollywood Studios, they, they had a, a longer preview uh, of, uh, of the movie uh, in uh, the One Man's Dream area for a while. Um, I'm not quite sure if it's still happening, but, but it was a way for you to get to see a little bit more of the movie uh, without, without uh, you know, the, the, the trailer interruption. So it kind of got us a little bit more excited before the movie came out. Um, and then, you know, my kids are, are big fans of, of Disney Infinity. So they, um, uh, they, they wanted to get the characters, uh, pretty much right after, right after they came out. Um, nice. yeah, yeah. So, so that all this tie in that, that's great for their synergy and great for, uh, uh, great for marketing, but it's also, uh, you know, good way to keep the kids active and involved. Absolutely. Good job. Disney marketing team on that. You already sold John's kids on some toys. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Chipping away at that retirement um, fund. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my Disney download is the Disney Park store. Uh, well, they have an online store, obviously, that you can go and visit. And they have been adding a lot of new merchandise. And a lot of it is kind of harkening back to the days of old at Disney and showing some artwork, integrating some of the old artwork, integrating some of the old rides into new uh, new merchandise. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, they have these really cute little salt shakers that are shaped like the trash cans at Disney. Um, but they have the artwork from old Disney rides and kind of the Disney rides, what they used to look like. Uh, it's really exciting. I love Disney history and I love when Disney takes the time to incorporate that history back into the parks and back into their merchandise and, and really exposing that history to a lot of people who just didn't know it and are unfamiliar with it. Yeah, it's, some of the new things that are coming out. Stephen Miller, uh, it, you know, writes writes about it. Um, uh, any of the any of the new stuff that comes out, and he just gets so excited about about, about that type of merchandise himself. Uh, himself. So it's it, it's a great testament to what what is uh, what is out there now, and and some of the new ideas that they're coming up with. And, and like you said, it's it's a nostalgia take on on things that uh, that you know we remember as kids or that we identify. Uh, but also uh, in, in ways that uh, that we can use in, in our in our home and want to have around that that it doesn't scream too much too much com- commercialism, but it's it's part of it's part of you know who we are and, and what we like to to see. Absolutely, and my daughter to this day, she we have this little Disney hand Mickey hand spatula that she just loves chewing on. So good job, Disney. Nice, nice, nice. Um, Another thing that I'm really excited about on the DisneyStore.com is I really love Tsum Tsums. Um, I'm a grown man who loves little plush toys. Uh, 
And now Disney has Star Wars Zoom Zooms on their site at the DisneyStore.com. Um, they are awesome. I'm looking at the Jabba the Hutt Zoom Zoom right now, which you can get in the full 12-inch version if you are so inclined. Um, I love it. I think it's great. With the Star Wars movie coming out or out now and, and Disney adding that addition to Hollywood Studios, uh, this is the prime time to kind of get that Star Wars merchandise out there. That is cool. You know what? You know, I hate to admit this because you know I, I I always try to 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 know as much as I can, but I have not seen those uh, star uh, Star Wars Zoom Zooms. Um, it, it's kind of embarrassing because the the kids love them, and I only collect you know a couple of them, but I haven't seen those yet. I'll have to I'll have to go out to the site and take a look. They're fantastic. They have everything from Boba Fett to Leia to Chewbacca to Ewoks. It's it's great. Um, I was really into Disney Vinylmation when they came out. Yes. Specifically the Star Wars Vinylmations. Um, I have a handful. Uh, the low point is when I got Lando Calrissian. I wanted to cry. Um, but, you know, this kind of plays right into it. I, I love Star Wars. I love Disney. I love Tsum Tsums. It, it wraps it all up in one package. Nice, nice. Yeah, I I, uh, I got hooked on the Vitalmations as well, and um, I have the I have a few chasers that that they had. Um, I do have uh, Obi Wan uh, from from the uh, the original from that, but um, it's always good to see see the branching out of some of these other entities that that Disney has purchased. Yeah, and obviously that's going to pay tenfold to Disney that purchase of Star Wars from Lucas, and and good on them for having that vision and saying, hey. Let's really incorporate this brand. Uh, let's get it back out there to the people who really want it. Let's get it back to what it what got us excited about Star Wars, and and then let's let's bring it to the parks. Let's let's let everybody come experience that, and and we can talk about it, and we'll save it for later. But uh, I'm so excited for Star Wars Land coming to Hollywood Studios. It's going to be a great experience, and I think it's going to be an immersive experience that the whole family is going to be able to just jump in there and say, "Wow." We're on planet X, and there's crazy aliens walking around. It's true. Yeah, that, that, that's the that's the one part uh, I miss about um, the studios themselves is that there used to be more activity around there, and I think Star Wars Land is actually going to do, uh, bring some of that excitement and, and activity back. Yeah, and, and I think it needs it. it. I think Hollywood Studios was in a lull for a little bit. Um, you know, the, the big attraction was was Toy Story Mania and everybody came for opening and made a beeline straight for Toy Story Mania to get those fast passes and get in line. And, um, you know, we, they, we're not here. We're not hearing much news about it, but, um, Toy Story Land is going to be coming along soon. And that's going to bring a whole nother family element to Hollywood studios to kind of introduce Toy Story, maybe to some kids who haven't watched it yet and, and bring that whole experience around for everybody. That'll be very cool. Uh, that was my last Disney download, John. You got anything? No, I think that, that that's it. I mean, there's a lot of other things coming up, but you know, I think we should uh, save that for, for another episode as well. Yeah, so you have to come back and listen to episode two. At, at least episode two, if not three, four, maybe, <laughs> maybe five. Six you could probably skip, but seven, yeah. seven is probably going to be a good one. all right guys well thank you for joining us for dads of the kingdom um next time around we're going to have some tips for you about how to better your experience at disney with your family members 
Uh, I'm going to have a DVC segment because John and myself are DVC members. And I still get questions from people about what is DVC? Um, why did you buy in? Who should buy in? And kind of what are the perks of being a DVC member? And we'll have that for next episode. I think the other thing we'll, we'll, we'll add in there is that, uh, that travel tip on on how to reduce your stress uh, for, for planning your, your next Disney vacation. So many opportunities are, are, are there, uh, uh, especially with my Disney experience now, but uh, we'll, we'll throw in some of those tips uh, along the way. Hint, hint, have someone else plan your Disney experience. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks and take care.